Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hello. Hi. It's been a while. It's cold. It Okay. <laughs> that is also cold. Yes. yes, it is still cold. It's been a while and it's still cold. Yeah, so no change. So, folks, you didn't miss anything. Uh, nope. When we didn't appear that one particular week. And, okay, why didn't we appear that one particular week? I, I honestly don't know. Why didn't we? Because um, I got here. I, I, oh, I, that's right. I, here's how, here, I'll give you a play-by-play. Thank here's, you. Here's a play-by-play of how Betsy records with Kate. Yeah. I leave my home. Yep. After I put the kids down, mm-hmm. I jump in my car, mm-hmm. I text Kate saying, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Then I drive from Evanston to Chicago, which takes all of 20 minutes. Yeah. Eh, 20, 25. But yeah. yeah. Around there. And uh, and then I, I pull up. I found a parking space right in front of your building. I managed to wedge my teeny tiny red car into the tiny tiny space. I was feeling good about everything. I went and I reached for my bag that had the book and the notes. <gasps> And there was just a grocery bag there, <sighs> because that, apparently I cannot remember if I'm carrying a bag. I can't remember that's not the right bag. Ah. I'm like, I have a bag, so, you got, so I have everything I need in life. So you got all the way here with no book, yeah. no notes. Nothing. No nothing. Nada. Yeah. Nada. And I was like, and I had that brief flickering thought of, maybe Kate already has the book. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Kate does not already have the book. So, we're back this week. Yes. And you know what? Kate, in this wild and crazy world, people worry about whether or not humans have free will. Really? Do They do. Oh. All the time. Okay. It's like a constant debate. You don't wake up in the morning and think, do I have free will? Nope. Well, that's what you're going to be thinking today, because what? I'm going to give you... A philosophy a, book? A, a choice. Oh. A choice. Oh, okay. You have a choice with today's book. I have in my bag a collection of books, maybe four. They're picture books. Well, those bound, you mm-hmm. know, with all of them. The first book, and we're going to call this series, why not? The first book in the series is not as well known as the second book. However, it is the first book and is fascinating in its own right. So you are going to have the choice of whether or not we discuss the first book or whether or not we discuss the second book. Okay. All right, you ready for this? Uh-huh. I'm pulling it out. Lyle Lyle Crocodile. By? Bernard Weber? Sure. And, um... <laughs> This is now standard, me just going like, sure. But Lyle Lyle Crocodile, which is a very well-known title to some people, is not the first book in the series. The first book in the series was actually The House on East 88th Street. Don't you love how that trippingly falls off the tongue? Oh my gosh, that's like my favorite book. Well, no, 87th Street was probably better. Well, that was a sequel. Oh no, that was a prequel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That got written later, (laughs) but it was about four. (laughs) Anywho... This has four Lyle stories in it, um, but you are going to choose whether or not we do The House on East 88th Street or Lyle Lyle Crocodile. You may find that one has more fodder oh. than the former. Ah. <laughs> okay. Go. Figure that thing out. While Kate's reading the book, let's do a little background information on 
either The House on East 88th Street or Lyle L. Crocodile, or both, because they were done by the same guy, Bernard Weber. Now, Bernard Weber, not a household name, I would say, but he did create a somewhat classic children's character. Why did he make children's books? Well, this is what he said on the subject. Quote, we were fixtures at the library, always coming home with mountains of books, which were devoured, huddled on the living room floor, or during our more often extended bedtime reading feasts. My children discovered pleasure in literature and art, hearing the sound and rhythm of words, marveling at the creations of master illustrators, and struck by the gleeful anticipation of embarking on journeys of imagination ignited in me a powerful need to write and illustrate picture books. So basically, he's one of those author illustrators who was reading to his kids and then said, hey, I can do that. But turns out he was really, really good at it. And how many authors who do this can you say that for? Let alone ones that can do art. We're back. Hello. Hello. So you read... I read both. You read both. I have more notes on the first book, The uh, House on East 88th Street, than the second one. But I have comments on both, don't you worry. Okay, have, uh, all right. I have commentary. Commentary. Ooh, uh, we, can, we can do a commentary track without a video. <laughs> so it's not much I, of a commentary it's just track. us talking. It's more of a, it's more of a podcast. More of a podcast. Yeah, just, okay. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Precisely. So so let's do the house on East 88th Street, then. So it's a, it's a house. Yes. And where is that house located? It's on East 88th Street. Okay, a bit of a brownstone. Yeah. Um, we appear to be in New York City. Is it? Uh, I said appear. I don't know for a fact, but I know there is an East 88th Street in New York City. So, I <laughs> and where else could you find such a number? Says I. Any major city? Never. Okay. Nowhere. Never. That's the correct answer. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's it's funny because on the very first page it says, "This is the house. The house on East 88th Street." It is empty now, but it won't be for long. Strange sounds come from the house. I'm like, well, then it's not empty, is it? <laughs> you can't say it's empty if there are strange sounds coming from it. It does seem to be a little prejudiced against crocodiles, saying that if, yeah, only people count as occupying. Right? That's yeah, rude. I would agree. I would agree. It's super rude. And when does this take place? Because the father loses his pipe, we see milk bottles later, and then there's a woman in a bikini... So it has to be after 1946. Correct. So... 1962 was the year this came out. Okay. I think that all fits. Pipe check, milk check. Bikini check. Bikini check. So, yeah. Okay. It's, that's our that's our threesome. Because I'm so, yeah. very confused because I'm looking at, like, the piano. I'm looking at the interior of the house. I'm like... I'm I mean, mom's at... in an apron, but she doesn't seem to be beholden to it. But some of the clothing <laughs> seems almost 20s. Yeah, though the dad looks Some very contemporary. Some of it looks like late 1800s. I'm yeah. like, what is going... Where? We don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. So while the movers are moving in, like, giant furniture, and she's putting away all this stuff, is he putting in light bulbs? Is that what he's contributing to the family? Yeah, is he putting the light bulbs in the chandelier? Is that what that is? Why weren't there light bulbs in the chandelier perhaps, in the first place? Perhaps, perhaps, he is hiding eggs. What? It looks like he's hiding eggs. Have you looked at it? From the crocodile that they're soon going to meet? No, maybe they just like to have an extra store of eggs up high. 
in case any burglars come in, home alone style, to stop them. Sure. Yeah. And who decorated this house? Because this oh, is... Oh, Lord knows. This has got, like, some uh, runaway bunny goodnight moon feels. Yeah, the coloring. With, yeah, with yep, the bright green walls, saying. with the bright red door. Yeah, a lot more wallpaper in this one. Again, uh, 1962. Okay. Yeah. So, the wife hears this noise coming from upstairs. She wants to just wash her hands because, you know, after you move... Like, oh, yeah, they're are, grimy. The first thing you want to do is just take a shower because yeah. it's yeah. awful. But she can't because there's a crocodile in her bathroom like you do. Awkward. And so the crocodile in this book is green. Is it alligators that are brown? What... I didn't realize it was a difference in color. I've been reading a lot of crocodile alligator books um, uh-huh. because this year two of them have come out for kids, two nonfiction ones. Uh-huh. They don't mention color differences. Oh. They mention um, I... shape of snout and uh, and things like that, or whether the teeth poke down or poke up. But uh, I have never heard a mention of the of the color. Oh. Maybe. So that's interesting. I might be thinking about frogs and toads. There you go. <laughs> All right. Which is a different children's book series. Yes. Right. <laughs> so so, so time mom though. and dad are freaking out mm-hmm. because there's a crocodile in their house. Which makes sense. You have just moved in and there's a freaking crocodile in your house. Right. It's a, Has this day not been long enough? And this man just comes to the door, hands a note, and then leaves. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't this, want to deal with the consequences. And in this, right, and in this note, he says, please be kind to of my crocodile. Um, he only eats Turkish caviar, and his name's Lyle. Signed by Hector P. Valenti, star of stage and screen. Can I tell you, when you're reading this book aloud to kids, and you're trying to say, because it says it over and over, Hector P. Valenti, star of stage and screen. That is really hard to say. Red, red leather, yellow leather. Yeah. Red, red leather. Blah, 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 blah. Unique New York. New York unique. <laughs> what's the name of this family? What's, what's the name of the family? Like, what's their last name? Prim. Prim is also very hard to say. I want to say Pim. I really want to say Pim. Really? Yeah. Just put an R in there. Or maybe Pram. <laughs> but not Prim. Huh, they're Prim and Proper. Um, are they, though? Yeah. <laughs> well, now apparently they're owners of this crocodile. Whom they have to feed caviar to. Right, okay. Who does this actor think he is? Like, leaving his pet in someone else's house, and who is star of stage and screen? Mm -hmm. I've never heard of you, so you ain't that big. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, like, that's very presumptuous. And whose fault is it that his uh, crocodile is addicted to caviar? I'm sorry, how did this habit even start? I mean, that's... Caviar is not a crocodile's natural food in the wild. Right. Right. You know what is a human, uh, or a natural food for a crocodile? Meat. Yes. They like meat. Chickens. I uh, watched a lot of Crocodile Hunter when I was frogs. younger. They eat frogs. They, they also do. eat uh, locusts. Sure. Yeah. But yep. meat. Meat. Fish. Birds. Well, you know, technically caviar is fish eggs. Uh, that's a stretch. Maybe he's just hoping it'll grow into fishies in his tummy. <laughs> so this crocodile comes out of the bathroom and does a whole bunch of tricks. And the family's like, oh, he can stay. Yeah, it's like very Harry the Dirty Dog style, yeah. Remember Harry and the Dirty Dog when yeah. he does all the tricks? Yeah. yeah. No, they don't say he can stay when he does that, so never mind. Well, and they taught the dog the tricks. That's good Whereas call. Whereas this crocodile yeah. just knows these tricks. Right. And it is immediately part of the family. All right. Um, he will set the table for them. And I love, <laughs> I love this phrase. It was, he folds towels, feeds the bird, and when he sets the table, there is always a surprise. I'm like, hmm, is it 
a dead frog? Is it the like, bird? It, <laughs> it, you may, it makes you wonder, because they never explain what that surprise oh, is. Oh, really? It's, Maybe and then, it's a king cake. And she says, the mom says, I only had to show him once how to make up a bed. Does he sleep in the bed? No, he sleeps in water. So that's rude. It is a little rude. Like, you... You could Come, ju- crocodile, we'll feed you caviar, but you must do all our chores. Right? She yeah. says he likes doing the chores. No one likes no, making no. the bed. No, He can't talk. The table. And I think it's important that he cannot talk. He's, usually in these cases, the end, an- like, like, if you've got an animal that's suddenly staying with you, like a Paddington, for example, like, it talks, right? Yeah, he just nods. He just sort of nods or looks super sad. Because every yeah. time she asks him a question, it says that he would nod yes uh, or no, depending on the question. I guess they have next. So, yeah. Just trying to figure out what's possible. And then, so he'll go out and meet people on the street, and it says people everywhere will stop to talk with him. They say he's the nicest crocodile they ever met. That he is the only crocodile this is true. they have ever met. That's <laughs> sort of a backhanded compliment it's there. It's not like you're meeting a bunch of crocodiles yeah. in New York City. Like, not a thing mm-hmm. that happens. Not a thing. Nope. Not even in this world. I mean, there's not like another crocodile just walking the streets in this book. And I don't care if this guy can dance and sing and write. He's charming. I don't care if he he can do any of that. He is a carnivore and he is in a cart full of appetizers. I mean, children. Oh, yes. This is not safe, people. Well, I don't think they counted the children before they left. It's funny he never takes a snap at even a pigeon. I mean, you're living in a town with, like, pigeons everywhere. Right. And you're a crocodile. That's have, easy picking. You have animal instincts. Right. It's what you're born with. You Correct. You can't deny them. Now, I think the idea is that he was raised from a baby croc by a human and therefore yes, I want thinks to of himself know, as human. What is the history with him and this... Is it Senor Valentin? It is very mysterious and never gotten into. Right. Their relationship is super unclear. I want to know, like, did he find this crocodile yeah. abandoned on the or side of the road? Or did he buy him at a pet store? Or did he buy him some for someone who had already trained him and then Is takes there a credit for it? that yeah. breeds, you know, crocodiles that can do tricks like sure. this? Sure. Tricky crocodile breeder. It's very interesting. That's a technical term. But the crocodile um, ends up in a parade. And the, like you do. And, and gets very famous. Right. So then the family gets this note from the star of stage and screen, Mr. Valenti, saying, I will be returning soon to fetch my crocodile. You know what this is? Hmm? This is Horton Hatches the Egg. You know, do you know Horton Hatches the Egg? I did, I'm I forgot. kind of giving away the game by, by telling you about it when we haven't done it on the show. But let me just say, uh, Elephant is asked by a bird to sit on an egg. Mm-hmm. He does so goes through trials and tribulations, and when the egg is ready to hatch, suddenly she shows up and she's like, hey, I'm here to get my egg back. This is exactly the same situation. Guy's like, now my crocodile's famous. Right. Give me the crocodile. I have some weird legal obligation to take him back? It's very unclear. Yeah, well, he just wants to use him. Yeah, clearly. He so he takes the crocodile... Who cries? Which yeah. then I'm all, then I'm thinking crocodile tears. No, these are actual tears. Right. So you can't really can't really calm that. Yeah. So where yeah. the phrase crocodile tears And does he say why from? he left Lyle with them in the first place? Yes, he says he could no longer afford to pay for his Turkish caviar, but now Lyle is famous, and we shall be rich. Jerk. Yeah. Such to- a jerk. Total jerk. Total jerk. Just using the crocodile. Yeah. And he seems to have a white cowboy hat on. Very unclear. <laughs> I don't know what this is. So he takes the crocodile 
They go on a ship and they go and stay in many hotels and they travel and they're in Paris and Lyle is just hating every <laughs> second of this because he doesn't want to be with this guy. He wants to no, be clearly back not. Yeah. with his family right. who cares about him, mm-hmm. even though they treat him as a, a servant. Yeah, but a, a friendly one. <laughs> oh, but did, can I show you my favorite picture in the whole thing? Hmm. He's performing with Lyle. Uh-huh. Lyle is making the audience cry with his sadness. I'm like, well, why is Lyle making him cry with the sadness? And look at Lyle's face. It is the saddest crocodile face of I all mean, time. It, it reminds me of that scene from Young Frankenstein. <gasps> where, Putting on the Ritz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot like that. You have the giant man audience. You have two, you know, if you have a man and a yep. monster on a stage. Sure, and, yeah, I am. Except, yeah, and these people are just crying because the crocodile is sad, so they're, they feel bad for it. Is it just very like, unclear. Is it a lot of empathy? Does he have superpowers so that whatever he feels, he makes other people feel who watch him? I it seems don't know. like that. It does seem like that. So anyway, so the family is sad because they miss the crocodile. The... The owner, Mr. Valenti, comes back and he, well, he signs a note to the to the family saying just a few words to say we shall return cordially. Former star of stage and screen, Mr. Valenti, and it's like it seems passive aggressive. I'm like honestly, okay. I was a star. Now look what this crocodile's done to my fame. Right. Yeah. You were never it's like it's a not star. My, no, you weren't. You no. weren't. Former. Actual, mm-hmm. not a thing. Yeah. Just, you can just cross off that whole part of your signature mm-hmm. and find just something else to get do. Get a little white out there. And, and he even says, P.S., I'm sick of crocodiles. P.P.S., and the tears of crocodiles. It's so, so rude. It's just. You're the one who took him. Yeah. Ah. And if you, like, trained him, then yeah. you should know what he likes and doesn't like. Exactly. Apparently. Uh, ugh, uh, just rude. Jerk. So he, but. In the end, he brings the crocodile back to the family. Um, and I think maybe this guy knew he wasn't a star the entire time. Like, he knew that it was Lyle carrying him. Yeah, well, clearly. He was just time. waiting for the moment. Yeah. When he could. And so Lyle comes back, and he's home with the family. But, in, yeah, everyone, hunky-dory, everyone's great, happy at yeah. the end. But where do crocodile tears come from? Do they come from this book? Is this oh, no, 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 no. They, they do cry. Crocodile tears are, I don't remember why, but in nature, a crocodile will produce tears. It's not because it's sad. There's some reason for it. What's the reason, Betsy? I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> what the reason is. Didn't you just <laughs> say you read two nonfiction books about crocodiles and alligators? Yes, it did. I don't remember why there's crocodile <laughs> tears. But yeah, no, it's, crocodile tears are supposed to be fake tears that you, you cry because they don't mean you're sad. Right. Right. But, but these were real. Right. he was sad. Yeah. So it just, I don't know, just thought yeah. it was a little weird. We should make it into like a French film called The Teals of the Crocodile. Okay. Except I don't know what crocodile is in French. It's probably crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're definitely not the science podcast or the French podcast. What? No. Nope. Oh, man. So then I tried reading Lyle Lyle Crocodile after reading the prequel. Right, right. We can probably summarize this one a little more. Yeah, Yeah. so... Yeah, just hit the highlights of it. So we're back... Very much a sequel. Yeah, oh yeah. We're back in the house. Yeah, on East 88th Street. Lyle's super happy, still with the same family, Mm -hmm. teaching the... looks like the teenage kid at this point, basic (laughs) math. (laughs) 
super This was the awkward. 60s. Like, they didn't have this accelerated program we have today for kids. Sure, yeah. 15-year-olds are learning 9 plus 6. Yeah. Totally normal. Yeah, so, and Lyle really wants to have a relationship with the neighbor's cat. Yeah, that... Loretta. That, I would be a little... I'm going to tell you one that. thing. Loretta is the smartest animal in this entire book yeah. because she sees crocodile, yes. carnivore, not going near it. Yeah, that's a so, very natural cat reaction, I'd say. And I, and her owner, Mr. Grumps, mm-hmm. which is a super biased name, and <laughs> I don't agree with that. But not his fault. He was named Mr. Grumps. Well, it's a family name. Right. Right. The Grumps the, from the Great Grumps yes. traveled over on. That have, Mayflower. And they all have cats, apparently. And they all have cats. Well, Mr. I don't think Mr. Grumps is entirely in the wrong here. He's being he's very protective of his cat. Right. Because every time this giant crocodile gets near the cat, the cat freaks out, and all Mr. Grumps wants to do is protect his cat. He's worried his cat's gonna get it. Yeah. I I totally understand. You're on board. You're Team Grumps. <laughs> I'm Team Grumps. Alright. Yeah. Um so Mr. Grumps is thinking there's got to be something done about this crocodile. Right. Look, if my... You live in an apartment. Mm-hmm. If your upstairs or downstairs neighbors had a crocodile that would regularly go up and down the stairs that you share, we you would be concerned. I would be a little concerned. Although I think in this case, the neighbor is, like, down the street. Right, home. so it is not exactly but the same. Still, apartment, but still, yeah. if your crocodile right. is taunting my cat and my right, cat sure. is constantly stressed out, right. that's not fair. No. So the crocodile... So the woman, Mrs. Prims. Mm. See? Prims. See? Oh, I was trying... I put an S at the end. It's just Mrs. Prim. Mrs. Prim. So Mrs. Prim decides to keep Lyle close to her. So they will go out to the park where... Do you know what Salt Bay is? No. The guy who he salts things by... Like, he sticks his elbow out and he, like, salts things. You've never seen Salt Bay? No! Okay, well, this is where it came from, apparently. All right, we're going to have to pair the two together I'm going to do a side-by-side. Yeah, we'll do a side-by-side, so side, yeah. exactly okay. what Salt Bay is. Okay, I will trust you on it. Because he does Salt Bay at the park. Lyle does. Anyway. Excellent. Moving on. Nice. So, he, so, right, so Lyle is hanging out with uh, Mrs. Prim all around, um, I'm assuming, New York. They go ice skating? Yeah, they totally do. No, there are not ice skates. This is where I'm like, this is so unrealistic. There are oh. not ice skates... Big enough for crocodiles. I was going to say, I was gonna, I, thought, I was afraid you were going to say there was no ice skating in New York, which I could tell you immediately no, no, there no, are. No, no, there definitely is. It, well, crocodile, let, let's think about this. You have a crocodile, their feet are not that big. The uh, body is long, but the, the feet, the feet they're seem, webbed, right? Well, they you seem can, like you, long that, feet that with long claws. Eh, I'm going to have to look this up. We're going to look up anyway, how big are a crocodile's feet. Could you force a pair of Ice skates. Ice skates onto the feet of a crocodile. Just, I'm inclined to follow him on this one. Uh, or, alternate thought, Lyle brought his own skates. I'm just saying. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, Mrs. Prim and Lyle decide to go to a department store mm-hmm. just to, you know, shop, hang out. Yeah. No big whoop. Sure. And then apparently, pajamas <laughs> are like the hottest ticket in all the land, these are the the this must have item the great, of the season. Uh, the great pajama inflation of, yes. of uh, I'm going to say '63. Yeah, uh, when pajamas were, were you know it was like when meat was going up during the gas crisis. I you mean, know, pajamas maybe, you just couldn't get them. Maybe this was the point where you could buy t- tops and bottoms separately. Not oh, maybe. And maybe it was like, oh man, I've needed a top for so long. Yeah. I have to get it before. Quickly, quickly, there's a sale. So there's a like Black Friday Massive. rush. Yeah, seriously, all women, of course. 
Well, no, no, no. There's some guys in the There's, back. Oh, go, guys, go. Yes. All right. They like PJs, too. Yeah, you can tell by the by the pointy hats. Yes. One guy even has a little mustache here. Aww. And there's a woman over here that's eyeing him. She's like, don't you dare get my pajama bottom. <laughs> don't you dare get it. Oh, elbows and are going to get used Lyle to. is caught in this stream of people. Right. He's separated from Mrs. Prim. Right. And so she's freaking out because she can't find him. She's running up to all these different people. This is a very, very realistic, if a mother lost her child, reenactment, by the way. If a mother lost her child and someone was... If a woman came up to me and said, I've lost my child, she's wearing a scarf, have you seen her? Right. I would totally understand that. If someone came up to me and said, I lost my crocodile who's wearing a scarf, have you seen it? I might call the hospital... And mm. just have her checked out, make sure that she's all up Maybe, there. but I would think you would noggin. want to help her no matter what, because there is that, even if there's like a 1% chance that there is a crocodile, you, you should get that crocodile. <laughs> or animal control. Animal get, control. See, yeah. that would be my first call, yes. Yeah. Yes. But Lyle's fine. He's, uh, he's just doing his old bit with uh, his old... Uh, Mr. Valenti, right. who mm. now sells pajamas. Yeah, because he was such a star of stage and screen. Yeah, I'm sure you know, everyone who buys from him is like, were you in that one film? Yeah, yeah. he's not a waiter. You know, no, he's just from, he's, he's making a living. You yeah. know, you gotta was, respect that. Was making a living. Was, until he got fired yeah. by Mr. <laughs> Mr. Grumps. Mr. Grumps. Didn't like all the attention happening in his department store. To be fair, no one was buying any pajamas. Exactly. Which was the entire point of that. And these people right. were so game until that moment. Exactly. And now their minds are just blank. So Mr. Grumps decides to have uh, Lyle committed Basically, to, to, to zoo. the zoo. To yeah, the zoo. To zoo, yeah. He has the paperwork and everything. Yeah. Mysterious paperwork. We don't quite know whom he approached. Or how he got this paperwork, but nobody seems to question it or read it. So, so off he goes. So I was like, you know, now he's hanging out with a bunch of crocodiles. Is that so bad? Is yeah. it? I mean, this might be the first time he's actually socializing. I mean, we don't know his past. We right. don't know if he's ever been in the presence of other crocodiles. Yeah. We just know he's an entertainer. They, we do know that when he cozies up to them, they allow it. But when he tries to... Well, he's restless. Yeah. And that's when they yeah, are like, like, no, you need to be more chill. Yeah, be more chill. So instead, now he's going to entertain the people. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he you know, puts on a show, and then he gets saved again by Mr. Valenti, who pretends to be a This is latent guard. guilt, I think. He's, he's feeling guilty for what he's put Lyle through in the past, and he's trying to make up for his past mistakes. I think so. It could be. Yeah. Or he thinks he can steal Lyle away, and yep. they can start the act up again. That's, that's yeah. what I think it is, yeah, because yeah. Um, he sets him free... And they say, we'll put our old act together. We'll fly to Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he wants... This is like a guy who was in a relationship and he just cannot let it go. And this person is like, we are done. Yeah. Our, our relationship is over. And yeah. he's like, but we could make it work this time. No. I've got some different ideas. That's okay. Yeah, but <laughs> I just think we're really good together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he decides, okay, well, let's go by East 88th Street again one last time just so he can see the house and say goodbye. Well, as they're going by, there's smoke coming out of Mr. Grumps's house. Now, it says Mr. Valenti ran to signal the alarm. Ooh! What does that mean? Okay, again, I should add a caveat that all my information comes from children's books that I have read. But I know that in the past, when you needed to do an alarm, there was two ways of doing it. Um, either there was an alarm box, 
But I don't know what it would mean, signal the alarm. Does that mean, like, pull the thing on the alarm? Like, there would be, like, a firebox on the street, and you'd, like, pull the thing, and that would alert people where the I fire is. I guess that means he ran to signal, meaning pull the Right. Alarm. I have heard other cases where you had to go through some sort of weird phone chain of people who were in, like, knew who to contact for the fire, but I do not think that's what's going on here. I think it's an alarm box. Okay. I just thought it was interesting. No, it's a good question. Anyway, so Lyle doesn't wait. He busts down the door, yep. and he carries out Mr. Grumps and the cat. Mm-hmm. Mr. Grumps has seen better days. Yeah, no, he did not look good. Oh my gosh, this is like the most terrifying picture in the entire book. I can't yeah. even, like, hit the coloring in his face, the sunken cheeks, he's just... Oh, he, he doesn't look himself at no, all. No, no. And this is the point where my kids asked, and this is not an unreasonable question, what started the fire? Hmm. And, uh... And I said, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning since okay. the world was turning. Uh, okay. We uh, didn't start the okay. fire. Okay. All right. Moving on. So everyone is super happy that Lyle saved Mr. Grumps and the cat. And Lyle moves back into 88th Street. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Because the zoo has legal grounds to take him back. There was paperwork signed. Was they... it signed? We don't know that it was signed. They were served if papers. The, if the zoo is going to take an animal... They will have signed paper saying this animal is now... For all we now- know, they don't realize he's broken out. It is entirely possible. He looked like every other crocodile in there. And maybe they closed the gate and uh, they're missing a zookeeper, but they have not done an official count, and they don't intend to, of their crocodiles. It so. just seems... I don't know. He I'm- was the most popular one. You do think they would notice at some point. Right? And then the first place they're going to go is his home. I don't know. So Mr. Mr. Grumps is happy. Mr. Valenti is happy because he's going to go to Australia and by himself. And he's just happy that Lyle's happy. And sure. Lyle even gets along with the cat. You're so happy. You're so happy. And really, I guess it seems like the moral is don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, you do realize what the next shot will be after this final image of... Uh, <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah. That's just... And that was the nature. end of Loretta. That's... <laughs> That's why Loretta is in a future books. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Oh, bye, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> so good. All right. So, wow, we've actually covered two books at once. We've never done that before. All right. So, a uh, little background information on it. Though there's not much to say. Um, when asked where the idea for Lyle came from, Mr. Weber told the Times in 1995, I don't know where the idea came from. I always loved drawing animals. I especially like drawing crocodiles. I like the way they walk. And I like their eyes and their teeth and everything about them. Now, the weird thing about this being, of course, that Lyle walks on his hind feet. Uh-huh, yeah. That's not, that's not how crocodiles walk, no. Mr. Weber. I don't know. I don't know why. I think he's been looking at, like, dogs walking on their hind legs. And it was like, I like how those crocodiles walk. And I'm like, <laughs> sir, that's not a crocodile. But nope, never, uh, never seemed to figure that one out. Yep, that's pretty much the long and the short of it. There's been uh, a TV special for HBO was made in 87. Uh, in 2007, the Lifeline Theater here in the Chicago area did a version of uh, Lyle where he was very natty. He had, a, he had a gold tummy and a soft felt hat. Yes. He was a pimp? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, yes, so... Ratings time. Okay, so we're rating both? I guess we'll have to rate them both. You just have to lump them together. I mean, 
I liked the first one better than the second. Yeah, as do I. Which as is weird because you said the second one's more. It's popular. more famous. It's more famous. You can see on the cover they call it Lyle Lyle Crocodile, which clearly should have been the name of the first book. Right. I don't think he knew because, how to title a book yet. Yeah. Because like, well, what's the name of your book? What's the catchy name that the kids will just be talking like, I want to read House on, is it East it's 88th? East, East 88th. Yeah, because the so um, West 88th Street, that's where the alligator lives. And it's right. very That would just be awkward. And yeah. The House on East 88th Street, which is such a New York title. Like, no one else cares. But <laughs> here we go. So, yeah, yeah it's a terrible title. And, yeah. uh, and completely forgotten. But the book is better than the sequel. Yeah, I, yeah, well, I just like the plot of the first one yeah. better. Yeah. And I feel like you definitely need the backstory of the first one to really understand the second one. Otherwise, you might be like, why wouldn't Lyle want to go with this guy to Australia? Exactly. Like, I mean, it says something about them not having a great past, but it doesn't really explain why. Exactly. You kind of need the twofer. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't like the drawings. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not a Kate style. Nope. Very sketchy. Yeah. It's just not my thing. A little, little wobbly. There. Um, here's the thing. I read the first book. I read mm. the second book. Mm. I'm pretty sure tomorrow I'm going to forget what both of them were about. Yeah. So, yeah, actually. Um, that's not great for sure. a classic. Mm-hmm. Kind of need to remember what's going on. Yep. Remember there was a crocodile named Lyle. Yeah, very good. <laughs> that's... <laughs> It is, it is actually open on the bed and with a crocodile and it says Lyle above his yeah. head, but I'm still giving give you some points for that, so. <laughs> so, I'm like a four. Okay. Uh, I'm lower than you. I'm actually lower than you. I read this book. I'm a children's librarian. My entire job is remembering picture books. Mm-hmm. I've read both these stories. And as I was, I decided I was going to read them to my kids before I brought them over here so I could actually, you know, remember what happened. I will tell you what I remember from both of those books. I remember two things. One... That he ice skates, and two, that he goes antique shopping. That was it. I do not remember a single detail beyond that. And that's a bad sign. Yeah. That is not a... He's memorable, but his stories are not. Yeah. So I'm giving it a 3.5. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm low. So neither of them are classic. No. Neither of them. That's... That's okay. It is okay. It is okay that Lyle is not a classic. I don't hate it. I just don't remember it. Yeah. And I don't... Did it show up on your poll... Not even slightly. Yeah. So, so I, it's really not that remembered, but it does keep cropping so up. We're not so gonna I figured have, we should cover it, but eh. We're not going to have people like sending in hate mail, like, how dare you I not... I really uh, seriously doubt it. Okay. This is, this is not like some of the ones we've done in the past where people are, are adamant that we are incorrect okay. in our assessment. Yeah, no. This is this is no Frederick. Let's just say that. Uh, this is no Frederick. Frederick, 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 Which is the proper way to read it. Right. Letters time! Alright, so, remember when we did Harry the Dirty Dog? Yes. Okay, so, uh, you and I both sort of felt that this was the dumbest family in creation because they couldn't figure out their dog was the other one. Well, Benji wrote in, he said, Hi, Betsy and Kate, you know I love your podcast, but I can't help but think that you both missed something in Harry the Dirty Dog. Ever since I was a kid, I have felt that the family knew the Dirty Dog was Harry all along, but they were pretending to not recognize him to trick him into taking a bath. Surely I can't be alone in this interpretation. I have asked others, and they agree with my reading. I feel like it's part of what makes the book so brilliant. I can't believe that neither of you brought it up. Anyways, give it, keep up the good work. Oh, he's right. So here's the thing. Yeah. I'm going to fight it just a little bit. Okay. Only because the illustrations make no 
hint that the parents are in on That's it. That's a good point. They don't do like a little smirk. No, there's they no don't, smile. They don't do like a squinty eye. They don't do yeah. anything. They look like they've never seen this dog in their entire yeah. life. Yeah, and the kids at least would have given away the game somewhere. But yeah, no, it's, it's a, I mean, they, they are expressionless humans. Right, they got that Coraline thing going on. Yep, they got the Coraline thing going on. And, and with there's the eyeballs, no, or lack thereof. even if they had like eyebrows, like something mm-hmm. to give an inclination that they recognize the dog, then I'd be, I would totally understand that. But I didn't get that at all at my only no, reading of yeah, it. So. Exactly. <laughs> so it is, it is a, a legitimate uh, interpretation. We just didn't, yeah. we just didn't go for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, though he was not the only person to point this out. Uh, Emily wrote in, uh, she said, this was a wonderful idea. Harry deserves some renewed attention. As far as the parents allowing their kids to bathe an unknown dog, isn't it possible that they know very well that he is actually Harry? (laughs) Yes, Emily, we've established that may have been a possibility. Maybe. Maybe. It's interesting that the Times obituary praises Graham's art for its whimsy and delicacy. In contrast to all the dirt and trains... There are also so many little things in these pictures. The hood ornament, which you point out. The rich lady glancing at her watch in the restaurant. And the tiny car, which the boy is holding by a string. Mm -hmm. The pictures are so busy, but not in a trivial way. That is a lovely point, Emily. Thank you. And having the bombs in the middle of the street. Oh, well, we'll get to the bombs. So we had some bomb answers. (laughs) Oh, great. Answer bombs, I'm going to call them. Okay. Oh, so Miss, Miss Yingling wrote in. She says, if it makes you feel any better, those aren't bombs. They are road construction flares. I know this because in one of Mattingly's books, Beanie Malone steals one and the oil leaks onto the floor of the basement rec room she is trying to redecorate. Hmm. I'm going to take your word on that one. (laughs) I couldn't find many pictures online, but here is one from Etsy in case you need your very own. And then she included a link, which I will put in the show notes. Should any of you wish to buy for your friends and neighbors... (laughs) Your very own... Harry the dog flare. Uh, road flare. <laughs> and then mom wrote in, and she agrees. She says, I think your bombs are actually flares marking the perimeter of the construction zone. In other news, I'm surprised you didn't mention... All these things are like, we were surprised. We didn't yeah, people, you need to lower your expectations yeah, we, of us. All we right? want to take away Dumb this element of surprise. <laughs> we're, we're not going to cover the thing you're going to hope we're covering, no. I'm just not that noticeable. Yeah. Or smart. You are very <laughs> smart. And you notice many interesting things that these people do not notice. There you go. <laughs> but mom is surprised. We didn't mention uh, Hoopla or Carousel um, for Three Identical Strangers. Good plug for libraries. Well, except that Hoopla has terrible movies, mom. And uh, I have no idea what you're talking Canopy. about. Canopy. So we have these apps for the library that oh. allow people to stream movies for free. Oh. One is not called Carousel. It's called Canopy. Um, and one is called Hoopla. Uh, there's simultaneous use. You don't ever have to wait in line. You get three a month with Canopy. You get, like, six a month with Hoopla. Hoopla's movies suck, <laughs> and Canopy is good on the documentaries, but I do not believe that they have uh, Three Identical Strangers, which was the movie that I was promoting. But if they oh, did... Oh, your grown-up thing you like. Go that was my grown-up thing I like. Sorry, yeah, I should have I was wondering, what the hell are you talking I about? I should have put little, little brackets <laughs> around it. what that was. Yeah, so that's, that's what that was. Hashtag grown-up things. Hashtag grown-up things. Grown-up things we like. Ah, speaking there of There we go. Things. Speaking of which, yeah. yes. I finally finished reading Robert Galbraith's uh, 
uh, Lethal White. Good for you. That's the latest one. It's the latest mm-hmm. one. It's quite large. Yeah, it's a, it's a that's a brick. It's a thick one. That's a tome. Yes, but I read the first ones and I was I, it's so it's J.K. Rowling, right? Yeah, and right. she's got this under her male pseudonym. Yeah, which I I dig it, man. I like her taking on murder mysteries and the characters are really smart and they're very three-dimensional. You can see like you know the, the the flaws and the and the the you know the murders themselves are interesting and it's but here's the thing mm-hmm. throughout the now four books it's these two main characters you got your main detective strike mm-hmm. it's his like corman strike is his name and then his assistant turned partner robin there's been like this ongoing like are that we're interested we're not interested is there a love thing no there's no love thing there's there could be love but there's no love thing because she ends up getting married to some awful guy <laughs> so but there's always like this tension, tension and it's been building for four books and I'm like okay either poop or get off the pot like mm-hmm. pick one mm-hmm. like I don't have time figure it out let's go so <laughs> yep. yep so but it it does make for interesting reading with that kind of in the background and Mm -hmm. then watching their interactions anyway it's i recommend the books they are very long just don't expect that relationship to go anywhere right exactly okay well that does (laughs) maybe maybe the next book but (laughs) so uh so my grown-up thing i like uh first off it's lent lent has begun you know what that means no. I'm giving up my chocolate at my Starbucks like I do every single year. I was totally going to offer you a piece of banana bread with chocolate chips in it. Aw, oh, man. Sorry. That's okay. I can't have it. Oh. Last year, I had a rule that if anyone offered me chocolate, I could take it, but I couldn't get it on my own. But this year, I'm going to be super good and say no. No delicious banana bread with chocolate chips in it that but, I totally would eat otherwise. But dark chocolate's good for you. Yeah. I'm granting that, but the it, not in the amounts that I would prefer to eat it. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's my first thing I like. I love Malin. Second thing <laughs> is, uh, so, you know, I enjoy the podcast Radio Lab, uh-huh. which talks about many science-y things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they re-ran one of their episodes. They re-ran the Loops episode, which I had not been aware is one of my favorite episodes they've ever done because it involves the following. First, it has uh, a section, you know Kristen Shaw? Yes. Are you aware of the Kristen Shaw is a horse bit? That she does with her, her no. stand-up comedian partner, Mm-mm. where it's basically just him singing Kristen Shaw as a horse repeatedly for ten minutes oh. while she dances like a horse. Okay. It is one of the funniest bits, hearing them talk about it. Okay. Where they're like, people begin to hate us, and then after a while, they start laughing again like, I like these stupid people. <laughs> it's, it's very good. It has a woman who has short-term memory loss, and in this YouTube video that you can see, she has the same conversation with her daughter continually, over and over and over again. With That's the same... why the episode is called Loops. Yes, it's, it's it. different types of loops. Um, it's just great. I love it. So, cool. Two thumbs up. If, you, if you've never listened to a Radiolab podcast, listen to the Loops podcast. It is great. Cool. Cool. Well, I want to make a recommendation for next week. Can you bring a book that I'm actually going to remember what it's about? Yes. I already have one in mind, and it's very appropriate for the season. I will say no more. For the season? For the season. That could be spring coming Mm -hmm. up. That could be Mm -hmm. St. Patrick's Day coming Mm -hmm. up. What do you mean? Are there St. Patrick's Day children's books? Oh, there are, but they're crap. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Anyone who has ever written one, no one has. They're all crap. 
I'm sorry. They oh. are. Okay. But but maybe not. Maybe this one is one, and maybe it's super good. Maybe I'm lying to you. I don't even know. Find out next week on Museum Kate. Ba -ba -bom. Bye. Bye. Fuse8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our thaumaturge is Drew Atienza. Fuse8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal. <laughs>